Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drink of how-do-you-do, Dwight. So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. What a week, what a week. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been glued to my monitors watching what's going on in the Ukraine. Yeah. I've, I've sat all this, this, well, this being Thursday. Yeah. And this recording. Yeah. Thur- yep, still Thursday. Thur- barely. Barely by six minutes. But I spent all day, except when I wasn't driving my truck. Yeah. And doing things for the kids. How is the new truck? It's really cool. Is it? It is You're awesome. enjoying it? I am very much enjoying it. The gas mileage is way better than the other one. It doesn't matter with Joe Biden office. Yeah. You better carry some spare tanks on the back of that thing. Dude, I might need to go take a loan out to, <laughs> to uh, gas up my truck next time. Yeah. Um, anyway. But, but I've been sitting there watching the news all day long. Yeah. Just watching headlines and ticker tapes and yeah. trying to figure out what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. and Yeah. Yeah, it's Well, been... before we get too deep, we want to welcome everybody to the Liberty Room with, with... Jim and Dwight. That's right. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you get all the new updates when the new episode, every Friday around noonish time, it debuts. Um, we, You know, the there's so much awesomeness in the Liberty Room, we can only allow one episode a week because I just don't think, you know, the world can handle more than one a week. They can't. Um, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But we really want to pr- tell you how much we appreciate you folks tuning in uh, and spending a, a little bit of time with us. Make mm-hmm. sure uh, that you you always remember when you're surfing around on the web, the libertyroom.com. That's the website. That's the link that you send out to all your friends to let them know uh, that they're welcome to join us as well. But make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell them to do the same thing. But thank you very much for tuning in with us tonight. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. There is. But we got to start off with this, though. All right. This is now, this is episode 47 tonight. It's 46. Yeah, we're skipping the 46 number. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Why why would we skip 46? Because of the illegitimate uh, dude. (laughs) The dude. Who is in the White House. You mean old corn pop? Old corn pop. (laughs) Who smells ladies' hair. Oh, yeah. I just rubbed the hair on my legs, kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound creepy. Did you use Head and Shoulders? <laughs> oh wait, no, that's not that. That's uh, that that that's Pantene. Mommy, this man's touching me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Just the president. Oh yeah, that's all. He's the leader of the free world. Holy crap! Oh, it's scary. That just made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Did, did you see him today? Oh my god! At his press conference. Yes. That was yes. ridiculous. It was embarrassing it to was. our nation. It really was. Absolutely embarrassing. Like you, you know, you said you spent the day today and. I had a really hard time focusing at work because I had it on. And and just like I, I, I tell people on, on, on the Wednesday night show, the Wednesdays with Jim show, I mean. What time uh, does that come on? Uh, 8 o'clock, Wednesday oh, nights. Okay. Yeah, that's right, yeah. 8 o'clock. And where can you link to it at? Uh, TheJimWood.com. That would be correct. And they should share it to everybody. Including their enemies. Inclu- especially your enemies. Yes. Especially the Russian enemies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sure old Vladimir's watching. Um, <laughs> I bet he listens to this podcast every single week, You think too. so? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, no, he doesn't. We, we, like, we like to think he does. I'm, I'm going to pretend. Okay. 
Yeah. Makes you feel better, doesn't it? No, not really. No. Um, <laughs> I want him to know what real Americans think of him, not old corn pop. <laughs> no kidding. Not the sellout who will sell to anybody. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a hard time focusing at work today. And, and like I tell people um, on Wednesdays, I, you know, I'll look at all news agencies because I want to form my own opinion. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, with what goes on in their world now, the – if there's one person I trust less than sleepy Joe Biden, it's the American media. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to it. I don't care if it's ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, um, CNN or Fox. I don't trust any of them. Um, and why is that? Well, because they have proven to be untrustworthy. No, absolutely. You know, we know about MSNBC. They don't hide it. Mm-hmm. Fox used to lean a little bit more conservative. Then they hired Donna Brazile, and things went to crap after that. Oh, yeah. You know, it showed their real true colors, and now you're getting so many people on there. You used to have Shepard Smith on there, who was an obviously, you know, um, uh, a, a jackass in elephant clothing. Yes, he was. You know. It still was, is. It still is. But, yeah. Well, now he's just a jackass outside of elephant clothing. On uh, a different channel. Different channel. different. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing that more and more. I'm not a big fan of Brett Bayer. I'm not a fan of a lot of these folks that's on Fox News. Um, Neil Cavuto? Uh, absolutely. Well, look, you know, they used to worship at the feet of uh, uh, Chris, um, uh, what's his name? His daddy was famous. Um, 60 Minutes Daddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wallace. Chris Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was escaping me. Yeah. They used to bow at the feet of Chris Wallace, and they still bow at the feet of the almighty mustache. Mm-hmm. Who could that be? Almighty, no, no, Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo <laughs> Rivera, the let me draw you a map in the sand, traitorous piece of crap that he is. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I throw Fox in there too. So I go out and I look at other world services. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I look at Al Jazeera. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I look at Russia Today or Nico or any of these other news services that I, I love. Look China.com. At. Uh, I'm not seen that one yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seen it yet. Yet is the key. Well, one. if it's out there, I'm going to find it. And I, I, I have mean, no I have idea. To, but I may have to use a little Google Translator. You might have to use a VPN so no one tracks your, uh, <laughs> yeah, your no footprints kidding. going there. All of a sudden, black helicopters above my house. That's right. But, you know, I look at all these things. So at work today, you know, I was going about my daily duties. But on my computer, I had Fox News up and I had uh, uh, Russia Today up. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to me watching at watching both networks – and for those who don't know, Russia Today is an English-spoken Russian news agency out of Moscow. Do they write it with a Russian accent? Um, no, they've actually deal with you know proper in Queen's English-speaking oh. folks. Oh, the Queen's English <laughs> with their little pinky up. Well, they have their team having crumpets. a spot of tea. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's a it's a little more you know everyday English. Um, it's hard to dial in the dialect, but yeah, um, you know they it's all English-spoken. Um, and they were talking to people all over the world. They were talking to the Chinese, which really got my dander up the way they talked about America. They talked about us like we were the Nazis. Mm. Um, and, you know, they were looking forward to Russia teaching us a lesson and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, they were talking to people here in America. They were talking to some woman. I have no idea who she was. And apparently she at one time was a presidential candidate in the U.S. Apparently on some really? of these lower tickets that nobody ever heard of. Oh. You know, but mm-hmm. there was one, they were, yeah, what's really cracked me up, they were talking about the protesters in Moscow. Mm-hmm. I'm watching on Fox News, 
And they're describing this growth of protesters they're having in Moscow, that there's people out there, anti-war protesters, who are wanting Putin to cease and desist what he's doing. And, oh, my God, they blew it up like it was Tiananmen Square. You know, that the Hmm. people were out in multitudes on the same computer screen I look over on Russia today, and they've got cameras in the square mm-hmm. at in Moscow where they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There were like six people there. That's still a protest. Well, they were also explaining how protesting is illegal in Russia, and the police were on scene and not letting it happen. But when you listen to Fox News, you would think there were thousands of people in the square. Sure, sure. All in how it was presented. And I bet they're not saying that Protesting is illegal. No, they weren't doing that. We're looking at it. You you kind of hit on this when I first came into the bunker tonight. We're we're looking at things from an American perspective. We are. And, and, you know, being an American, that that makes sense to us because we're Americans. But Russia doesn't look at stuff from an American perspective. No. They don't have the same constitution. They don't have the same amendments. They don't have the same freedoms and liberties that we do. No, absolutely not. And so... Yeah, I can very easily see Fox News and other U.S. outlets not covering what Russia or, or or not covering the full story. Sure, because it doesn't work with the American narrative. Right. You know, and I mean, every day I'm learning more about what's uh, what the history is and what's going on with that region. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing the American news does not cover. And you know, and I told you, and I mean this, I'm struggling, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I am. I, I I want to clarify things. I want people to understand. I have never been nothing but a red, white, and blue all-American. You know, I ha- I have loved my country. I love my flag. I love my history. I love the the story of how America mm-hmm. came to be and the the what America is supposed to be for. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 tired. You're poor. You're hungry. Yeah. You know. But right now, I'm really struggling because of what I'm seeing from different areas and. Honestly, what's going on in the Ukraine right now is none of our damn business. I agree 100%. We we should not be, number one, as we, we've talked about. As of now. But yeah. keep an eye on things. Correct. They're, they're, keep an eye on it. But they're, they're not a NATO ally. No. Okay. They're friendly to NATO. They're friendly to they us. Are. But it's because we have a puppet government there we put in. We put in in 2014. But we have no reason to be in that country. We no. have no reason. I mean, if there's a tiff between Russia and the Ukraine. Yeah. That's between Russia and the Ukraine. And they've had so such a long history of that tiff. Yeah. You know, I talked about it on the Wednesday show about, uh, you know, the eastern provinces, um, you know, uh, uh, Luhansk and Donetsk. And mm-hmm. they those areas were Russian. They were part of Russia. The people there speak Russian. The people there believe they are still Russian no matter what the borders say. Mm-hmm. And this has been an ongoing, this is another thing that the American news is not telling. This has been an ongoing civil war for eight years now. Yeah. Now, Russia hasn't been involved directly, but, you know, once upon a time, Russia and Afghanistan were at war and America wasn't involved directly. Yeah, that's right. You know, (laughs) but we all know the story. We all know what's going on, what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and honestly, there's been time after time after time, and here's where I struggle. This was part of our conversation earlier. You know, there was times when Americans were trapped somewhere. Americans were somewhere um, in, in when governments changed, and we went and got our Americans. Or yeah. we changed the government there. Mm-hmm. 
So who the hell are we to stick our nose in the business of what's going on between the Ukraine, the people who they list as separatists, Mm -hmm. and Russia? Because from the Russian side, they're not separatists. And I'm not talking about Russia, the country. I'm talking about those two provinces where the people still want to be Russians in Russia. Right. But like I told you, it's not like you can pick up your farm and move it to Russia. Yeah. Yep. You know. Well, and I countered with that by saying, well, yeah, but you still have the opportunity to, you can leave behind what you have and also cross back the border if you really want to go back to Russia. Yeah, but when you was in Russia one day and then woke up in mm-hmm. Ukraine the next, why should you leave everything you've worked for and built yeah. for on your property? Because in that part of the world, not thinking like an American, mm-hmm. but thinking like a Western European, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, an Eastern European. European, you know, you really don't have anything but the dirt under your feet. Yeah, you'd be going back across that border to Russia with nothing. Living on the streets. But it's still an option. And I'm always saying that because it is an option. I'm not saying that Would that be an option for you? Well, I'm going to argue the point. We're not talking about America. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> if somebody woke up one day and said, okay, you can either live under my rule, mm-hmm. my rules, mm-hmm. my oppressive behavior, mm-hmm. or you can pack a, a, a suitcase apiece and move your butt to West Virginia mm-hmm. where you have nothing. Wouldn't you have more of a tendency to want to fight for what's yours? I'd, I'd say probably so. Yeah. Probably so. It, yeah. If we were talking about America. Like, we're not talking <laughs> about America. See, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling so hard, man. No, and, and I'm with you. And you, you. If you've seen any of my posts on Facebook, I've kind of made light in a way of this whole Russian invasion of, of, of Ukraine. Yeah. Because like you, I'm not really quite sure where I stand on the issue necessarily. I don't support Russia. I never really, I never have. No. I feel sorry for the people of Ukraine yeah. that have to, because, uh, you know, I, I believe in most countries, most people are, they just want to live their life. Mm-hmm. They want, they work all day long. They have their kids, live their life, have their families. And I think most Ukrainians are like that. So sure. I, my heart goes like out to most your, of anybody. It's the governments where I have the trouble with. Right. My only concern is that we as Americans stay the heck out of Ukraine. Well, we've already got involved when we went through there and overthrew the original we government did. and brought in this puppet government years ago. True. Almost a decade ago. What I'm saying is, as of right now, we don't step foot in Ukraine. No. Okay? We let let Ukraine fight this battle themselves. Now, if it starts to spill over the border, that's a different story. Well, it's according to which, which border. Just like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... To me, a lot of this um, conflict was aided by Belarus, yes. the northern country, yes. the, the the country to uh, uh, Ukraine's north mm-hmm. that also borders with Russia. The Russians came in and staged up in Belarus. Yep. They housed in Belarus. They prepared in Belarus. And when they kicked off the offensive, they moved out of Belarus into the Ukraine. So to me, Belarus is in bed with the Russians. Agreed. You know, so then you got to go back and start looking and trying to decide, you know, well, we know Poland's not on board. Mm-hmm. All right. We've, I think that's been made pretty obvious. But you got Slovenia, you got Hungary, you got Romania, you got Moldova, you got all those countries that right there kind of curve around the western corner underneath Poland all the way down to the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Who, where do they lie? I mean, poor little Moldova's got to be scared. Crapless. They got nothing there to defend themselves. They're completely surrounded, landlocked. Mm-hmm. They got nowhere to go. They're small, one of the smallest countries around there. So mm-hmm. if the Russians decide they want to head south real quick, the first thing they're hitting is Moldova before they go into Romania. 
you know yeah. so all of a sudden you know how you're the you're the you know the runt of the litter on the block and honestly man over in iraq i served with a bunch of we, we knew a bunch of the moldovians mm-hmm. in uh, taji mm-hmm. awesome guys right awesome guys so now i'm looking at it you know looking at this going man they some fighters but they just ain't enough of them yeah well the, the question is how far do do we how far does the u.s i hate to say it this way how do we how, how far do we allow putin to go before uh, we get involved and at what point it is it is our red line crossed where we have to act? Listen, my friend Will texted me today, and he's like, "Holy cow, what's going on? What's going to stop Putin? Are we looking at an, at a, at an actual red dawn situation?" Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, "Putin's going to go as far as Putin wants to go. It's up to him. Yeah, if he truly is um, wanting to wanting to be there to free those people and bring." that part of uh, of the Ukraine back into the fold in Russia, and that's his only intent. Okay, so once he gets to a certain point where Ukraine says, okay, we give, and he pulls everything out, then we know that was true. We can't trust Putin. Yeah. We can never trust Putin because Putin's always up to something. Oh, yeah. He's always got an ulterior motive, and that's the way he's been raised and trained his whole life from his youth through the through the the Communist Party, all the way through KGB into his political world, he doesn't know any different. He is a machine when it comes to deceit. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if we get to the next the next big move is on Putin. If he frees those people or brings well, not free might not be the right word, but brings them back into mm-hmm. the Russian fold, sure. and then pulls out, then we know. <sighs> That's all, he, that's all he wanted for now. Yeah, but I agree. We can't trust him, and and I can't. We can't trust the weak government we have in no. D.C. to make the right decisions. No, because they have no idea what they're doing to begin with, and I their mean, their track record has proven that, and it doesn't inspire us as Americans whatsoever. That's right. You know, I hate to think it. I hate, hate, hate to think it. But a lot of these things, you know, with the the build up and the discussion, and you know, all we've heard for the last two weeks is. Putin's invaded in Ukraine. Putin's invaded in Ukraine. And in the back of my mind, we left $65.5 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan. Who is going to make the money refitting that much equipment to the government? Hmm, probably some of Biden's buddies. Yeah, I'd imagine so. You know, there's money in war. And this war is none of our freaking business. No. And it's also a distraction from what's happening here domestically. Oh, sure. I mean, you have a, an economy that's tanking, inflation that's running rampant. Yeah. You know, and and now all of a sudden... The government's still trying to hang on to the big COVID scare. That's right. We're still blaming Trump for everything. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're going to... Well, not we're going to war, but we are... Go, we're going to war. You know, oh, it, it's, it's just like sanctions, when... Sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. Well, it's just like when, when Clinton went to war in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. I was what I think I was fourteen when it happened. Yeah, it was after Monica. He got called Monica Lewinsky, and he lied about it. And yeah. then it came out that I forget the whole sequence of events. But I, I remember as a fourteen-year-old laying in bed, went listening to WMAQ AM six seventy in Chicago, listening to old radio shows, and they broke in and said something effective that we're invading Bosnia and Serbia. And I'm like, where the heck is Bosnia? Who's Slobodan Milosevic? Yeah. I had to go look that stuff up at the library because we didn't have the internet back then, right? You know, to figure <laughs> back out, in the old days. Yeah, but it was a smokescreen, sure, right, for all of what Clinton was doing. Yep. It's the same thing today. 
Yeah. I really think that you've got again. Democrats it's a never let in the Democrat playbook. Never let an opportunity go to waste. Uh, Here's yeah. their opportunity. Never let a crisis go to waste. Thank you. A crisis. Yeah. Yes. Never let a crisis. Rahm Emanuel. Rahm. Famous words. And they're using that. Sure. They're using this opportunity, this crisis, to 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 be a smokescreen. But we were talking earlier about Mark Warner. You know, uh, our wonderful Senator Mark Warner was on TV tonight. <laughs> And, uh, Sorry, I couldn't make a real gagging sound over the over the microphone. Because, oh, because I said Mark Warner. Yeah. Oh our, no, because you said our wonderful senator. Oh yeah. Okay. Let I me mean, take I, that I, back. I could taste the sarcasm so deep it made me gag. <laughs> you know. But he, he was on TV. Crap. He was interviewed about what's going on over in um in, in Ukraine, and he's on the, the 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 Senate committee for whatever. Whatever. But he the the, the comment he makes essentially is that. Right now, you know, we can't really do anything for Ukraine. But if something happens to a member state like like Poland or one of one of us or them are attacked via the internet, a cyber attack. Yeah. Suddenly, now we have the impetus to go to war. Well, they're looking for a reason to invoke Article 5 yes, of the are. NATO agreement. Yes. And where if one is attacked, we're all attacked. If yeah. one is attacked, we'll all stand together and defend. In this particular instance, uh, you know, like I told you, I could give a crap about that treaty. This has nothing, nothing to do with us. I agree. And yeah. in today's modern warf- warfare, if you think for a second that a cyber attack is not part of the war plan, mm-hmm. you're naive, stupid, or a liar when you say it. Well, Russia proved that it was part of their war plan. Sure. For the first few days before they actually cross the border and invaded what were they doing to ukraine yeah. shutting down all their their internets i mean hacking all denial of service yeah you know causing problems over there well it's just like anywhere else man i mean we've been doing this stuff for so long i can remember uh back in the 80s uh i'm in i'm in the barracks on fort bragg mm-hmm. and a buddy of mine went um why is the payphone not working all right, so for all you children out there listening, there used to be payphones all around the neighborhood. Is that where Superman used to change? In the phone booth, exactly. Yeah, okay. And you'd put a quarter in and you made a phone call. If it was a long-distance phone call, the operator would come on and say, $2.85 for the first three minutes. So we had payphones in all the barracks because there was no such thing as a <laughs> cell phone back then. Anyway, my buddy goes over to the cell phone, going to call somebody, I think he's going to call a pizza in or something and have it delivered to the barracks. Hey, man, why is the phone not working? Why is the payphone dead? And all them old vets, all them old soldiers in there went, oh, damn it. <laughs> I know where this is going. Because they knew when the, po- when the post comms went down, mm-hmm. shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah. And sure enough, later that night, I was on a plane on my way across the ocean, heading to the Horn of Africa for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, France wouldn't let us use their airspace, so they turned us back around. Interesting. Get, get back to Fort Bragg, get up, get all your stuff put away, get a few hours sleep, get up, look at the news, and apparently some missile strikes happened that took out some foreign interests. But not to worry, there were never any ground troops ever committed to this operation. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. I was on a plane in a parachute with live ammunition being handed to me just eight hours ago and got turned around. 
But, but were, you, were you considered troops using air quotes? Uh, I don't know what they considered us, but I know I was a <laughs> we was a whole a whole can of whoop ass uh-huh. heading across the Atlantic. Oh, you know that just sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, but that's the first thing they did. Even before there was internet, even before there was well, what we know was you know. What we know is the internet. Mm-hmm. When, you know, back then it was the Al Gore version that he invented. You know. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Did I spread the sarcasm on? Yeah, that was that? very, very thick. You like how I just inserted that jab right in it's there? It's very well done. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. But you know, the comms we had were payphones, and when the payphones went dead, I'll never forget the look on the old vet's face. They knew exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. So taking down the net, taking down the the communications, which most is done through the internet now. Yeah. is going to be top priority on any war plan. But here's the interesting thing about that, mm-hmm. was that Putin didn't really take that stuff down in Ukraine. No, he didn't, because I've been watching it on TikTok all day. Exactly. I, I've, I mean, if you even look at on Fox News, they'll show pictures at night. Everything's still lit up. He yeah. didn't take down the power centers. He didn't nope. take down the internet. Nope. What he did go after was command and control yes, for the military. Did. And that's what he said all along. But that's that, what but, he's after. But that's what it told me. I told my wife this when we were watching. I said, this tells me a little bit what, what's in Putin's mind. He's not trying to bring Ukraine to its knees. No, not at all. If anything, he's Surgical just trying strikes. to reabsorb Ukraine or regions, but let's just say Ukraine. Yeah. Let's absorb Ukraine as a country back into the USSR. Sure. You don't want to destroy everything because then you've got to rebuild it all back up again. Well, see, that was my first instinct when i put the i put the points together where you know belarus is a part of this Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about that you are you know i am you know we talked about a lot of this stuff weeks ago that they're talking about now on national news me and you Mm -hmm. or just me either way Mm -hmm. you know this is stuff people think and people look at and you know we're being the mouthpiece yep and you know i look at that and there's still a part in the back of my mind as we've talked about before that he really wants his legacy to include how he regrouped the USSR. Well, he wrote a manifesto. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, I, I know a little bit. Yeah. Um, so go. I was I was I was turned on to it tonight. Uh, something I was watching, and um, I'll read a little bit of it just real quick, just so people understand what's happening. But this is from a website called um, IamRussia.org. Um, it's just the first place that had the manifesto they were referencing. But basically, in um, uh, in July, on July 12th of last year, uh, Putin essentially wrote a manifesto that said, um, uh, scrolling to it right now, mm-hmm. but I can find it real quickly. I guess not. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, th- this is uh, the article verbatim. Um, Vladimir Putin clearly articulated, articulated territorial claims to Kiev by saying, yeah. quote, Therefore, modern Ukraine is fully a product of the Soviet era. Mm-hmm. We know and remember that to a significant degree. It was created with the help of historical Russia, the founders yeah. of the USSR, after they themselves have annulled the Treaty of 1922, must return to the same borders that had existed when they joined the Union. Mm-hmm. As per other territorial gains, they are subject to discussion and negotiation because the foundation has been annulled. He's trying to bring back the original borders of the USSR. I know he would really love to if the opportunity has presented itself. That's right. And it's I'm sure that if if he dropped dead today, that would be his biggest regret into the great unknown. Yep. You know, but I, when it comes down to it, you know, you see countries like Belarus who has actually staged them and, and helped them prepare for this, 
you know, movement across the border, whatever the intent is, mm-hmm. it lets me know that they're working a lot closer with those Eastern Bloc countries. Sure. Absolutely. You well, well here, here's another part. The article goes on a little bit further to say, um, you know, and it says that the, this is not the first time that Putin has claimed that Russians and Ukrainians are a, quote, unified people. Yeah. In 2012, during the election campaign for yet another presidential term, uh, he wrote, quote, we will strengthen our historical state, which we have inherited from our ancestors, mm-hmm. a civilization state which can organically solve the task of integrating various ethnicities and religions. We have lived mm-hmm. together for centuries. Together we won the most horrible war, which is World War II, yeah. and we will continue living together. And I just want to say one thing to those who want to try to separate us. Don't hold your breath. Well, he, he's, he's, he's looking at the rest of the world as trying to keep countries like Ukraine, like Belarus, these splitter yeah. countries from rejoining the old USSR. In his mind, they never left. Yeah. It's the rest of the world that cut them off from Russia. Well, I mean, you know, they refer to them as separatists mm-hmm. that live in the eastern yes. part of that country. Yep. You know, and when we talked about that earlier, I said, well, you know, it's all the definition of the word. It's all which side you're listening to. Yeah. Because at one time, the group of colonists who wanted to break away from King George were considered the same as separatists. Sure. You know, so in my mind, okay, I try to go back and I look at the development of the country. I look at the the people of Ukraine, which speak a Ukrainian language, which is based off of Russian. Mm-hmm. There's still a large portion of that uh, population of that country that Russian is their main language. So it makes me wonder if the U.S. hadn't went in and propped up this new government, would they have to have fought to get in Ukraine or would they have been welcomed with flowers and parades? Yeah. Or would any kind of move of Russia into Ukraine even be necessary? So is was Ukraine a... A based on its geographical location, right on the Black Sea and and uh, the uh, um, uh, what is it, the Sea of Asia? Um, it, would it be? Um, was it the critical point that the U.S. needed to do to to pro, uh, prolong the belief that Russia would take Ukraine back eventually, or Ukraine would have willingly went back into the fold eventually? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. But it, yeah. it poses interesting questions, I think. It does. It does. You know? Well, I think from the American perspective, you Do go you know back- Ukraine is the second largest country in Europe? I did, yeah. I saw someone superimposed it one time over a map of Europe. Yeah. And I think it's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, Europe really is not that big, it's but not, no. it's uh, the information I have here says it's a little bit smaller than Texas, but it's still the second biggest country in Europe. Mm-hmm. 4.3, what is it, billion people? Million. Forty-one point three million people. That's yeah. The, yeah that's if, right. it, if it was forty-three billion people, uh, <laughs> it, it might it might capsize, <laughs> like Guam. Yeah, like Guam. Exactly. <laughs> it might it might tip over. <laughs> oh my God! Some people. Oh. If <laughs> those who don't know that reference, we're referencing a, a congressman from the United States who from Georgia. Yeah, for, who years ago was it? Hank Johnson, or I think that was his name, something like that. Um, but he was talking to like an admiral on some Senate or Congress committee or whatever, and he actually came out and said that he was afraid that uh, that Guam might uh, become overpopulated and, and, and capsize. No, he said if we and added if we added more military people, military. There, okay, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that he was afraid it would capsize and tip over. And that admiral is sitting there <laughs> in the Senate hearing rooms, looking at him like, what? Yeah. It was hilarious. It's an island. And he had, he was so completely just 
uh, you know that he said it because he he believed it. He believed, yeah. Oh my God! You're dumb enough to believe that, and you were elected as a congressman or a senator. Yeah, no kidding. By the way, what I was gonna, the statement I was going to make before uh, we got on that little tangent was, you know, when we <coughs> when we had our fingers in the presidential election in Ukraine. Yes. From the American perspective, we yes. I think we look at Ukraine as being that's the the buffer that Europe has between Europe and Russia. And Russia. Yeah. So so we being the policemen of the world, we mm-hmm. have to make sure that we yeah. form everything so that everybody's safe and happy and Right. We don't need to be doing that. Well, I mean, you it's know, not our business, like we said earlier. Right, it's not. But it, it goes back to prove that we've known that reforming the USSR has been one of Putin's. Yeah, you know, we're uh, playing keep away. Absolutely. So by taking the over the biggest country in that block is the big puzzle piece that would keep him from, or prolong him from doing it. Sure, and, and we're uh. keeping a puzzle piece from him that's got a high level of natural resources. Oh yeah, that Russia really could use. Sure. You know, and, 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 you know, um, uh, even though they got Chernobyl over there, you know, they, they took <laughs> Chernobyl the night. So now they got to deal with the whole, you know, nuclear or the radiation fallout still. The zombie animals are chasing them now. Probably so. What video game was that in? When Resident like, Evil. No, well, was it Resident Evil? Cause I know it was in one well, of there, the, there's uh, zombie, there's zombie dogs in Resident <laughs> Evil chasing people and killing them. I know it was in one of the, the Call of Duty modern combat Could games. Be. Yeah. Where you uh, actually went into. Chernobyl. So I, I'm, I'm kind of a. Closet. I remember Chernobyl. I remember when that place melted down. That was that freaked everybody out. That was worse than Three Mile Island. Sure. You know, and there was a lot of stuff they didn't report out of there. A lot of stuff, a lot of uh, environmental damage. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, people with mutations and such. Um, you know, that was some stuff right out of uh, M Night Shyamalan. So I'm kind of a closet horror fan. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy um, those movies that come out of that, that are Chernobyl based. Yeah, where you know you have these, and my wife watches those. These kids, they, they're on a tour of the Chernobyl <laughs> power plant. Oh, we're just gonna go in, come out, we're gonna be done, and then their car breaks down while they're there, and they're attacked by zombie things at night. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, no. But now, guess me. what? The Russians can deal with that now because they have Chernobyl. Yeah, but you've got Ukraine's got a lot of vast natural resources. Well, it was their fault to begin with. It kind of was. Yeah. yeah. So now, now you can deal <laughs> yeah. with it again. <laughs> you reap what you sow. I, I thought I read the night too that apparently radiation levels have increased a little bit over in Chernobyl based what, during the fighting. What did like, you do? Go hit the start button? I don't know. <laughs> what did you do? Shoot the containment vessel? <laughs> you, know, you can shoot everything else, but don't hit Chernobyl. Yeah. What's the first thing to hit? That's a soldier. I don't care what country you're from. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does not matter. A new soldier can, I mean, can bend a crowbar in a snowbank. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's it's just the way the military works. And no matter what uniform you got on, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that way. Yeah. 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 Anyway, finish um, your thought. So anyway, but you but you have a country that that's got full of natural resources that that Russia needs. Yeah. And we're trying to play keep away. Yeah. And quite honestly, at some point, you know, they're going to cross that red line in our mind. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's happening right now. Yeah. And like you said, we should not be involved. We should not get involved. And I disagree with Mark Warner. They're looking yeah. for a reason to get involved. And quite honestly, even if we are attacked with, I mean, again, we Russia has been attacking us over the web for yeah. years. Oh, absolutely. So why are we just now going to start saying, well, we're going to fight back? Why now? Yeah, well, <coughs> excuse me. 
still dealing yeah, COVID. With, still dealing with the COVID cough. COVID. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we talked about it on Wednesdays with Jim this week. You know, the track record of Joe Biden in foreign policy. You know, you think back to to when he ran. Well, when they were going through the primaries to decide on the the candidate, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, you know Obama won the nomination. And the people who wanted Joe Biden to be the vice presidential nominee, the thing that they keyed in on and the thing that they said was the most important because Obama's lack of experience on the world stage was to bring in somebody like Joe Biden who has so much foreign policy experience. He does. Okay, you can say he's got experience, but how much foreign policy success has he had? Well, well, you're going down in the weeds now. Okay? Yeah, no, I'm being specific. Because <laughs> old Corn Pop uh-huh. has not had the least bit of foreign policy success. He might you have can call a that foreign woman's hair. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. Oh, down on Epstein oh, Island. Oh, you're using swab. <laughs> was, he on, was he on Epstein Island? He probably was. It's possible. Everybody was. Who wasn't on Epstein Island? <laughs> Me? Me too. How did I miss out on the party? Well, good thing you were never there. I wouldn't have went anyway. Yeah. Um, you're, too, yeah. you're too good of a guy. Nah, well, I wouldn't put that to a vote, but I still, <laughs> I still watch who I hang out with. You, you know. hang out with me. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Trying to pay you a compliment. Okay. There. All right. Anyway, get the warm fuzzies now. Ah, now you'll get those later. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> when you go home to your wife. Well, yeah, but she'll be sleeping. So all right. well, it's all right. It's still nice to. And never mind. Yeah. Move on. All right. Yeah. No. Um, so. Anyway, the foreign policy, if when you look at, at Biden's foreign policy, you see what it's got us with China. You see what it's got us with Russia. And the only thing his foreign policy experience and his foreign policy uh, suaveness that he does not have mm-hmm. has done nothing but drove Russia and China together. Yeah, imagine that. When 45 was in office, uh-huh. the Russians and the Chinese equally, uh, what's the word? I won't say feared. Um, I'm sure there was some respect in there, but he, he mastered the art of the deal Yeah, to use his own phrase. You know, we were doing deals with China. We were doing deals with Russia and Russia was acting like a grown up on the world stage. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Biden's in office, all of a sudden they turn into a bunch of selfish brat children. Yep. Me, 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 me. Why? Because they have no respect for the white house at all, none, or their representatives, yeah. uh, Blinken, Harris, uh, any of them. Is that his name, Blinken? Blink, An- Anthony Blinken. Blinken. Anthony Blinken. Yeah. Why would you send someone with the last name of Blinken <laughs> to a negotiation? <laughs> We're winking and nod, you know? It's, uh, it's a well, we sent Harris to we, Germany. We should have just sent copies of Red Dawn to Ukraine <laughs> instead of sending Harris to Germany. <laughs> But, you know, we were doing deals. We were doing business with them. And, and as far as a world-based economy, it was, it, was a fair work, it was a fair working relationship. Sure. You know? And now the only thing that's happened is China and Russia are signing resolutions. What are we doing? Sanctions. We're going to cut your natural gas reserves. They don't give a crap. Yeah. If their goal is to completely take over the Ukraine, guess what one of the Ukraine's major resources is? Oh, natural gas. Very good, young Mr. Williams. Well, you, you get a gold star for the day. I watched Fox News. Today. Look at you. Yeah. You know, you when uh, you know, and and this resolution between them and China, China's going to back them up 100%. Now, here's my real fear. 
once they get so far in the process of which they know, as in Russia and China knows, Mm -hmm. but has not privied the U.S. to because we don't have a working relationship, once they get to a certain point in whatever they're doing in the Ukraine, guess what that offers China the opportunity to do? Invade Taiwan. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for the people of Taiwan, that will be just... um, It's a bad day for them. That will be the worst case scenario. But as far as the rest of the world, young Mr. Williams, what is one of the number one exports and number one uh, uh, um, uh, products that is is produced in Taiwan? Uh, That would be uh, uh, semiconductors. Very good. You, you get a gold star and a Twinkie for the day. Oh, I love Twinkies. Yeah, I'm going to have to go buy some because I think I just lied to you. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> you, lied, you lied to me like Biden does. Thanks, oh, Jim. Oh, come Can't on. I trust you anymore. Just run, rub Corn Pop's legs. It'll make you feel better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to that. But, but China, okay, so the same thing with China and Taiwan yeah. Yeah. is almost the same thing as Ukraine and Russia. You've got Russia who acknowledges that Mm -hmm. they they think that Ukraine is still part of their territory. China's the same way. Taiwan is still a part of China. It's the rest of the world that said, no, 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 Taiwan's different. And the only reason China has not gone into Taiwan is because the U.S. has been a a staunch advocate for Taiwan. Sure. But we are not anymore. Well, it's not that we're not a staunch advocate as much as we are a weak backing uh, nation. Right. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean... Everything that this White House has done, everything that 46 has been in command of, has been a colossal failure. Yep. And when you look at countries like China and countries like Russia who live in an age and live in a mindset, when you get out of that American way of thinking and think like the Chinese and think like the Russians, it's all about power and strength. Mm -hmm. And look what we did in Afghanistan. When it comes to major movements of military might, just like the Russians have done on the border of the Ukraine, it takes about the same amount of time as it does from the time we botched Afghanistan till the time they got in place. Mm-hmm. Is that a coincidence? When they saw Afghanistan, that was when everybody went, all right, go. And because they saw what America will do, they saw that the leadership, not the soldiers, yeah, because America has, in my, not just my opinion, this is fact. Mm-hmm. America has the best military might in the, this planet has ever seen. Agreed. But ever since Korea, politicians have ran wars. Mm-hmm. So with the weakness of the politician, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. And when your weakest link is your lead link, then you, that gives any adversary the, uh, the uh, uh, confidence to step up to plate and take a swing. The telling thing for me was when we left Afghanistan, was it Camp Kandahar? Yeah. When it was China immediately moved in. Oh, yeah. And it was like, wait a minute. We've owned Kandahar for 20 years. Yeah. And the day we move out. The Chinese come in and hug their Taliban brothers and say, we will do whatever you need us to do because yep. we're not Americans. And that told me everything I needed to know yep. that we, I mean, stuff that we all suspected we knew was going to happen with this administration. Now we have confirmation. Absolutely. That it was going to be weak. And did they learn? No, they no. didn't. Because no. here we are again now dealing with Ukraine and Russia and we've got weak leadership that, you know, Joe comes out and yeah. says, well, 
if nobody, nobody, nobody (laughs) thought sanctions were going to prevent the war. Uh, Um, That's not what you said earlier. No. (laughs) I mean, the whole idea of doing sanctions ahead of time is to prevent something, to deter something from happening. Yep. Okay, so everybody thought it would have, well, we all were hoping there might be some kind of deterrence here. But you guys didn't do any kind of sanctioning. You did nothing of, 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 of any kind of consequence. Well, you know, and they talk about these sanctions. The sanctions, the things that they've done, uh, the pipeline, mm-hmm. the pipeline that Joe harked about so oh, much. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, okay, you're shutting down fuel supplies. And then I find out the pipeline wasn't even operational. Nope. The only thing he did was stop permits to com- to stop the completion of the build. Yeah. So, okay, you're stopping a pipeline that's not providing any energy source to Russia to begin with. So how much harm do you think that's going to do to a country that just invaded, just went across the borders into another country mm-hmm. that already has those resources in place? Well, here's, here's the funny part. You know, from we're going to stop your banking. From what I, from what <laughs> I, under, from what I understand the the pipeline was complete, but it wasn't certified. Okay. And so Germany put the kibosh on the certification process. Mm-hmm. It took a couple of days, whatever. They're no longer certifying. Yeah. Therefore, it's not going to ever be operational. Yeah. But here's the funny part. Yeah. Germany was getting all their energy from Russia. Uh-huh. Germany is the same country that has been decommissioning all their nuclear reactors. Yep. Okay. In favor of going green <laughs> in the next like 10 years yeah. or five years or 10 minutes, whatever, whichever one comes first. Right. <laughs> okay. So they're a country now full of windmills. <laughs> Yeah. Like in the sound of music, we got windmills <laughs> everywhere. Okay, so now we're getting ready to go to war with Ukraine. Yeah, you've got no oil coming from or no gas coming from from Russia. Yeah, you have no nuclear power plants. How exactly Germany are you going to build? I don't know aircraft and bombs. Yeah, well, looky here. Right back to relying on the good old U.S. of A. again. I guess so. How about that? You know, uh, but Russia does not need that pipeline. No. Yes, it's a great way for them to make a heck of a lot of extra wow. money, but they but they're getting ready to sign a deal with Iran to build a pipeline going to Iran. Wait a minute, Iran? Don't we yeah. have a bunch of sanctions against Iran? We do, but we also gave them a whole bunch of cash to thank them for being fantastic friends of ours. Oh, but the but the sanctions are still going to be in place from now on out, right? Probably not. That's kind of what I heard. That yeah. they're lifting sanctions. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that uh, we're going to become friends with Iran now and. Yeah, let's go try to be friends with a country where the leadership is constantly see, uh, chanting death to America. But they don't mean it. Sure, they don't. No, no, no they, they no. don't. No. No. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words anymore because some of the absurdities that we see, you know, if they were going to put sanctions on Russia, all right, as I stated before, things that I have, uh, the, the uh, massive amounts of research I've been doing over the last few days into what's going on and looking at the continuous fighting, this civil war that was going on between the puppet Ukraine government and the so-called set Russian separatists in those eastern provinces, mm-hmm. it has been an ongoing eight-year civil war, constant battles, bloodshed in the streets, right. um, civilian homes being bombed and, 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 and raided, and people carted off in the middle of the night. Granted, no U.S. 
uh, information. No, no U.S. news source has really been you know covering this, mm-hmm. but it's something that's been going on. Okay, if we were so worried about that major piece of the puzzle eventually falling to the Russians, why didn't we already have sanctions in place to help influence what was going on there to end that civil war and maintain the structure and strength of our puppet government that's there? That's a very good question. I don't have an answer for you immediately, but I have an interesting theory. Please, please enlighten me. I, so, I need I need some something that makes me feel, that just makes me feel. I have two words for you. Please hit me. And you've heard them before. Oh my. Well, it's not oh my. Yeah. But now I've got George Takei saying, in my mind saying, oh my. You know the guy from Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, but oh when he said my. oh my, he was thinking of naked men. No, he was. He <laughs> said it on the bridge of the Excelsior. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> no, the two words I'm, I, that I'm going to say is Russian collusion. <laughs> because I, I was reading oh. an article earlier. A friend of mine pointed me to an article that was written back in January, in which allegedly, because I haven't had a chance to confirm this, but it sounds yes. plausible, um, that Ted Cruz introduced legislation to sanction the Russian government. Yes. Over the Nord 2 pipeline. Yeah. And Biden in the White House sent Democrats to stop the Democrats in the Senate from, from voting from in voting favor, in favor of, it. of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here we have, remember, Russia's been planning this invasion for a long time. Yeah. And we've known about it for a while and we've been, we've been watching the news, you know, news for, for months. You got it. These conspiracy theories, you just got to stop because we know that Russia was colluding with Donald Trump the whole time. Well, of course he was. I'm telling you, you know. I mean, Putin's got a MAGA hat he wears all the time. I mean, my goodness. But back to reality. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. What a waste of time and taxpayer money that was. No kidding. But, anyway. but, here's the, but, but you've got, but you've got a, a Senate bill, okay, that was basically shot down by Democrats. Yes. Where they were voting against it. Okay, yes. sanctions against Russia over the Nord Stream, Nord, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That's not easy to or say. Or Nord 2, yes. whatever it's called. Nord 2. Nord 2, thank you. Yeah. I think Nord Stream's a VPN. I don't care. Anyway, whatever. We're, we're going to call it the Nord 2 from now on just yeah. for the, the sake the of... The Russian pipeline going to Germany. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Um, and so a month later now, we have an invasion into Ukraine. Yeah. Why why didn't we sanction Russia back then? <laughs> That's a good question. Could I think the, it could might be those be, magic two collusion? words. That Russian collusion. That's what I'm thinking. It seems like it to me. I mean, you know, after all, um, you know, Hillary was over there hitting that but reset button. You oh, know? Yes, that one. Remember that? Yeah. And, you know, a little comment made from our buddy Barry, you know, make sure you tell Vlad that after the election, I'll have a lot more flexibility. Yep. <laughs> that's a little bit of collusion there too. And of course, then it was Donald Trump who yeah. called Zelensky and, and Putin at the same time and said, Hey, Hey boys, uh, I need some help to win an election here. Can you, uh, mm, send some that? money over and, uh, yeah. send some influence over. Don't that, worry. That happened, don't, right? don't worry. We'll pipe it through Italy. They'll never get back to it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Great. Easy. Great. Easy. Perfect. Perfect. Easy. Okay. I, I got to interrupt here real quick, please. Because, uh, you know, here in, in Patriot studios, um, I, we've got all the monitors on, we're looking at news from around the world. We're looking at, uh, you know, Russia today and, and we got Fox news on and OAN and other, other sources going on. And right now the British prime minister is, uh, <laughs> on the news. Somebody get that guy a comb. <laughs> 
No, no, Jim, Jim, you, you're misunderstanding. Uh, no, I'm not. Prime Minister Johnson, okay? Yeah. Look, he was sleeping. They woke him up and said, you got to get dressed now and go on TV. There's no time to comb your hair. Oh, my God. I don't, first off, you know, the dude is entertaining, to say the <laughs> yes, least. Yes, he is. You know, and you when you when you say his name, you want to do it like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. Boris, Boris, yes. Boris, comb your hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Wait, maybe he's colluding too. Yeah, well, you know, like Boris. Well, he's he's th- you know he's committing the British government to the some of these sanctions. Yes, sir. Along with uh, you know Sleepy Joe, so you know who knows. Wait, I wait, mean, wait. you got Biden, Boris, Burisma. You see a trend here. The killer bees. Exactly. It's the killer bees. We figured it out. Oh my God. From the 70s TV shows to now, the killer bees are after they us. They are after us. <laughs> They're gonna sting too. Oh my goodness. I mean, and and now we're looking at this guy right here. What what the hell is going on with people? Lord John Taylor from the British House of Lords. Look at that dude on the monitor. Yeah. He looks like Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's <laughs> he daddy. Does. He He's, looks like Joe Jackson. His face is all washed out like he's Michael Jackson. Statue from the <laughs> Wax Celebrity Museum out in Hollywood. <laughs> with a 20s mustache and yeah. Jerry Curl going, going, but, you must pay the rent. I can't pay the rent. You know? <laughs> I can't even breathe. I can't stop laughing. What is going on with these British <laughs> lawmakers? He's next to, what's that blonde chip? What's her name on uh, Fox News? Um, I, I can't stop looking but, at him. But she looks normal and he looks like he looks like Michael Jackson. He looks yeah. like a wax figure yeah. of Joe Jackson. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is going on with these Brits? <laughs> Holy cow. Boris, comb your freaking hair. <laughs> Oh, but it's a new style. Is that what it is? Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. When you bow to the Russians, I guess your hair gets messed up when you stand up. Exactly. Or the Chinese, either one. Yeah, I mean, it gets all t- they tussle your hair. Is that what they, it is? After, they, after you shake hands, they tussle it Oh, my up. God. Yeah. I'd be afraid to touch his, though, oh, Lord John Taylor. I'd be afraid to touch his face because it looked like it melted from the heat of your body temperature. Probably so. Well, first like off, that might figure. be sexual harassment if you touched, touched his face. Oh my but God. on Johnson's hair, I kind of wonder, has, has, has Biden... Looks like a bunch of spiders having a meeting on top of his head. Has Biden sniffed <laughs> it yet? <laughs> I don't know. There's one curl out of place. That might have been <laughs> Joe was here. <laughs> <laughs> Boris refuses to comb it, so he remembers, Joe was there. Joe yeah. was there. <laughs> it's like getting a, an autograph on your, oh on your belly. God. Don't oh wash God. your belly. I got the autograph on there. <laughs> I'm never going to wash this hand. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, uh, golly, I needed a little break there because I'm getting too wound up. Yeah. You know, uh, my biggest fear and, you know, uh, one of our friends on uh, on the Wednesday show was pointing that out the other night. You know, I was all fired up talking about Russia and Ukraine and everything like that. But I'm telling you what, that big shadow behind Russia that's waiting to pounce from around the corner is, you know, is China. You know, and it, what's interesting is that China being on the opposite side of the world, mm-hmm. they don't have to deal with NATO. No, they don't. So when they decide that they want to go into Taiwan. They just go. Yeah. All they got to deal with is whatever alliances the U.S. has made in that sector yeah. of the world with with Japan, Korea, Australia. Yeah. But that's nothing close to what we have with NATO. Uh, the Pacific, whatever they call it. Yeah. No, I, I, I got you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... 
And it's so remote because right yep. now with everything going on with the, with the COVID sanctions, we have no place to jump off from in, in Australia. Nope. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, with the weakness of our military right now because of what this administration has done to it, um, you know, the not just the weakness, but also the wokeness. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you. Have you, have, you seen, have you seen the meme on Facebook of uh, the, the Russian tanks and the American tanks? No. It's a split panel, but the top panel is a picture of a Russian tank. Yeah. Just a standard Russian tank. And the bottom picture is a picture of an American tank that says on the side of it, he slash him. Oh, my God. But, well, but, that, but that's, that's what our military, not our soldiers, but the leadership is more interested in not offending people and their sexuality and getting the pronouns right. See, that's what I was going to say. I go back to earlier in the year and they had those commercials that they side by side the the Russian recruiting commercial yes where it's all just wonderful absolutely patriotic not my country but patriotic good old fashioned toxic masculinity in the best way mm-hmm. you know for the Russian army and for the American army it was a female soldier talking about how her two moms encouraged her that's just Two different types. Listen, I call it toxic masculinity. Call it old school. You can call me out of date all you want to, but I remember those old recruiting films that fired me up and wanted me to made me want to be a soldier. Mm -hmm. The type of life taking, soul sucking, badass motherfucker that would kill you, cut your heart out, and send it back to your family. Mm -hmm. That's who I want defending my country. Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of soldier and Marine and combat so, uh, 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 military person that I want defending this soil. I remember you and I were, we were tra- trading texts when I was down in Cancun yeah. a few days ago, and we were talking about the TikTok were in videos. Mexico. I was in Mexico. Yeah, I was down there on you, the beach. You, your, your tan's not any better. Well, you know, I, I tried to, I put some, some sunscreen on. Yeah. I'm trying to maintain my, my light. Brown appearance. Is that what it is? A mocha latte color. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Mocha latte with two creams and a couple sugars. Okay. I, ca- I kind of called it sweet caramel. Ooh, I like that. See? Sweet caramel. <laughs> yeah. I got my new nickname, sweet, sweet caramel. Sweet caramel. We got the Jim Wood and sweet caramel. <laughs> <laughs> we need some good old shaft type pimp music That's going right. on in here right bow, now. Chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you were in Mexico. We, we, I was in Mexico and we were texting <laughs> and it was costing me $10 a day. To, the text? Uh, no, for, oh. the, for AT&T's um, outside the country plan. Oh, I didn't realize that. It was ridiculous. I had no idea that either. It was 10 bucks a day. Do I owe you some money? No, no, you do All not. Right. No, Mexico owes me money. I was going to pay you in pesos. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not rubles. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But anyway, we were texting back and forth about TikTok, and, and you'd show me some, you're, you'd clued me in on some videos of, um, of uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. You know, and... I, I was watching a bunch of them, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the, the one takeaway I had yeah. was that you see the toxic masculinity. You see people making videos. <sighs> toxic of, not being a bad thing. No, no. no and yeah. that's what I'm getting to. They're making videos of a guy that they they revere. Sure, okay? sure. And he's riding bareback on a horse. He's wrestling a lynx jaguar. He's driving a submarine. He's firing a tank. You know, a Lynx Jaguar. Whatever is this a Ford Mercury commercial? (laughs) (laughs) I I do drive a Ford, yes. But they they make him look like you know. Yes, he might be one of the people. Yeah, but he's shaking hands and he's shaking babies and kissing hands or whatever, right? (laughs) But he's driving submarines. Never shake the baby. 
But how many videos do you see of Joe Biden driving an airplane and, you know, and see that, that was my point, you know, in our conversation, you know, it's, you can tell the difference of the two cultures, Yes, you know, because they revere that show of strength. Mm -hmm. They believe that he, as the leader of their country must be that lion that protects their people. Right. And we used to be like that. We used to, um, you know, the whiskey rebellion Mm -hmm. after we won our independence, you know, there were some colonists who got some Americans some newly anointed Americans who said, hey, you ain't taxing our liquor. We'll just fight back. We'll start a new revolution. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, we've got George Washington and some of his boys. They're riding up through Pennsylvania now to, t- to ask you, do you, are you sure that you want to start a new country? Oh, wait a minute. George, George Washington's on the way? Oh, dude, we give. That's it. No, we're done. We're good. We're good. You tell George, go back to D.C., go back to New York, wherever he's at. We don't want no part of that. That We we, we love George. We love George. (laughs) That show of power. The man was elderly at that time, but he still had such a a show of strength. Yeah, he he projected power. Absolutely. You look at that no matter who. Was uh, was, uh, um, uh, Theodore Roosevelt one of the best presidents we ever had? No, not really. Mm-hmm. But his his show of power earned that respect. But he sent the white fleet around, right? Yeah. The great white fleet? Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, why do you think um, that they tried so hard to hide FDR's, you know, uh, affliction where he was in, you know, his polio, where he was in a wheelchair? wheelchair. Yeah. Why did they try so hard to hide that? Because whether we do it in this country or not, a lot of the world players, that's the way they think, that's their culture, and you have to put yourself in their shoes. They yeah. look at that they look at that show of strength and that puts you that rates you on a scale. Yeah. Well, that's why when Trump was president, yeah. you didn't see North Korea shooting off missiles. Exactly. You didn't see Putin invading countries. Exactly. Not, not a whole lot of bad stuff happened in the world when Trump was president. All kinds of bad stuff coming out of North Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're treating their people bad. Yep. They're shooting missiles over the Sea of Japan. You know, they're they're threatening the world with their nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Putin went, uh, uh, Putin, uh, Donald Trump went, uh, you need to stop that. Yeah. And if you don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Oh, Mr. Trump, uh, I'm sorry. And then what did Trump do? He walked up to to little short man, mm-hmm. shook his hand. Little Kim. Li- yeah, little kid. No, little Kim's a rapper. No, I call um, him Kim. That's my nickname for him. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, he shook the man's hand and said, see, if you play right, we'll let you play in our world. And the media excoriated him. And then him. stepped across the border, the first American president in North Korea, yeah. just to show that good faith. Listen, I will beat your ass. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I'm going to pick you up, I'm going to dust you off, and I'm going to say, welcome to the family. Sure. Leadership. And, and that's what... Leadership. And, and Trump was successful, and the media excoriated him. Oh, my God. Oh, my... We're, we're, he's, he's legitimizing... Well, number one, Kim Jong-un is the president of North Korea, he, whether you like it or not. He is the leader of one of okay. the countries in our sta- uh, on our stage. Uh, yeah, so he's already legitimate. We yeah. Don't, we don't like him, but... But here's the deal. It's part of the negotiation. Yeah. That Trump understood. Absolutely. That Biden doesn't, Obama didn't, George W. Bush didn't. They're a Trump did. They're one of those countries who revere strength. Yes. 
You know, versus it's, the same it's, way. It's, it's the pack's the same way. Absolutely, it's the pack mentality. You can challenge the leader, but when the leader whoops your butt, yeah, then you bow that head and you go back to being a member of the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as people well, people like to think we're above it all, but we're just a bunch of animals. That's all we are. Yeah, we're looking for the alpha dog. We are looking for the alpha dog. Well, look at like with NATO. One of the first things Trump did was go over there to Europe and tell them all. You got to pony up more money. Yeah. And people said, oh my gosh, you can't do it. No president has ever told Europe to do it. Okay, well, Europe, as I understand, NATO requires, was yep. it 2% of your defense budget? And yep. nobody was paying. Nobody. And America's paying like 35 40%. Yep. Okay, so how about this, Europe? We stop paying, and let's see how far NATO goes without the U.S. And then all uh, of a sudden, NATO's got money. I'll never forget the picture that was published during that very meeting. Uh-huh. Um, Trump was sitting across from the prime minister of Germany and the picture that was published all across the world on the AP and Reuters wire was this picture of Donald Trump sitting there looking extremely arrogant mm-hmm. and the rest of the world leaders were just kind of surrounded around him with the prime minister of Germany sitting across, Angela Merkel mm-hmm. was sitting across from him and they all had this sour look on their face. <laughs> You know, and they made it to look like Trump was bullying the rest of the world, was bullying NATO. And then about a week later, they released the entire video strip of that whole ordeal where they chicken pecked one frame out of that whole video to make it look like Trump was being a bully. Yeah. When you watch the whole video that they they chicken pecked that one frame out of. Mm -hmm. They were all kind of taking a breath because they were all laughing over something. Mm. Who knows what it was? But when you watch the whole thing in context put together, mm. oh, they were cutting up and laughing and having a good time. Yeah. But they took that one frame out because it made Trump look the, look bad. Well, the media has their own agenda. Yes. I mean, we saw that when I was doing uh, the Trump trains here in, in the area. Yeah. Okay. We had the, my very first one we did. Yeah. We had something like 40 or 50 vehicles by the time it ended. Okay, we went from our city down to the next city and back. Yep. And sometime in the way back, we picked up some more vehicles. Just they joined the convoy, sure. right? And one of them had a Confederate flag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I get home. <laughs> I'm sitting my lazy boy, and someone texts me. Our, our, I think it was our friend Brandy. <laughs> Have you seen the new? There was the news leader. Have you seen the news leader? No. The number one headline. Is this Trump train and the picture they use is the, the truck, truck with, with the, the Confederate, Confederate flag. flag. It's the only truck in the whole thing. Well, you are a black white supremacist. I am a black white. I, I, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Just take my reputation down with you. <laughs> I have white privilege now, too. Uh, well, yes, that you do. Yeah. That you do. Th- Established th- by the Virginia State Police. That's right. <laughs> well, here's the funny part. The, the guy with the Confederate flag, once I figured out, yeah. he's my neighbor down the street. Oh, really? <laughs> Didn't know until one day I come home. I'm like, that's the car in the paint in, in the on the article. Yeah. And it was him. Yeah. And they're good. They're good Trump supporters. And you know, okay, no big deal. Had the Confederate flag, no big deal. But again, the media takes what they want, sure. what fits their narrative. Fit, absolutely. It made us look bad. Well, or they, they tried to portray us as being white supremacists yeah. and the Confederate flag loving people. Do they know that a black man arranged the whole thing? 
Well, listen, you know, uh, we talked about it when you were in Mexico last week. Um, you know, that, and that was why I sent you that link and, and kind of got you going down the rabbit hole looking at the stuff uh, from Russia, uh, how, they, uh, how they look at their president, Vladimir, okay? And, you know, a, as I told you, you know, I look at how the news represents things, how, um, how weak our president is. And you go back to just what you said about the, the newspaper publishing the one vehicle. And how many, how many total vehicles were in that Trump train? 40, 50? 40, I thought it was like 50 plus. Anyway, uh, might have been. Um, the one vehicle that had the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. You know, how they focus on that. The true enemy of our country if not the number one, definitely tied for first place, is the media. Yeah. 100% the media. And I know I've told you this before. And, and the, you know, the Vietnam War was the very first war every broad, was, was broadcast by satellite around the world. That brought the war home into people's homes, into, into dinner time. You saw the body bags. You saw what was going on. And one night, Walter Cronkite, America's newsman, the most trusted man in America, made a simple comment. The war in Vietnam is lost. And let me tell you what the rest of the media ran wild with it. And that was when the media's power, in my eyes, changed. Mm-hmm. The media saw how much power they had over the American people. If they control the news narrative, they control the population. Yep. And people allow themselves. I've got friends who don't know the first thing about what's going on in the world unless it's on major media news. Sure. Yeah. Well, even the major media, I made this comment to you when we were talking when I was in Mexico, you know, I was doing a little bit of research. Oh, the Olympics were still on. We must on. have talked a lot while you were in Mexico. We did. Oh, okay. We did talk a lot. Well, I guess we did. I mean, Jim, you're one of my closest friends. So well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, but when you call, I'm going to answer, man. I'm, I'm a green button friend. You are a green button friend. You don't ever hit that red button and just send me to voicemail? No, not, not uh, only if I'm in a position where I cannot, like we're taking off. Okay. And I got like. I got to, I'm, I'm responsible for the airplane and climbing out and not killing everybody. Yeah. I won't answer the phone. Well, see, I'm a good enough friend where I don't call you when you're flying. I know you, that's why I never, I don't hit see? the red button. All right. Well, good. It's nice to be a green button friend. You are a green button friend. All right. It's our green button friend. You're, you're one, one, of, one of a few that ah, I have. Ah, look at that. Very few. Wow. Yeah. You're up there with my parents well, and hope, my, my wife and my kids. And that's a, yeah, let's, about it. Let's hope I don't screw that up. Yeah. <laughs> As you can say, you have a black man who's a you got a green button friend, a black uh, man. Yeah, see, yeah. you may see color, but I don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. Anyway, back to what now I was saying. Finish your black man point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whitey. <laughs> so you know, the Olympics were still on. Yes. And uh, I was, I'm a, as you, just like you, I'm a big Olympics fan. Yeah. And I grew up on watching ice skating because my sister was a big ice skater. And so I grew up on yeah. watching Oksana Bayul and Nancy Kerrigan and you know, Tanya Harding and, and, and boy, Brian Boitano. And anyway, I can go on and on, but I can't say Brian Boitano without thinking about South Park. Why? Because Brian Boitano was a, was a character on South Park for the first few seasons. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They oh, had okay. some sort of weird, uh, anyway, go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, I was doing a little bit of research. Just, I, I wanted just to kind of relive my past. And so I started watching some YouTube videos on, on, you know, Nancy Kerrigan, and I stumbled across a documentary by ESPN on uh-huh. Tanya Harding. Okay. And we all know that back in, was it 94, 
uh, Tanya Harding had, uh, she injured Nancy Kerrigan with the attempt of, of trying to take her out of. Well, she had somebody do it. She, had, she, had, yeah, she had someone do it. It was yeah. her boyfriend and, uh, and a bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, bodyguard. Yeah, it was both of them. They both were implicated. They were implicated, and she used her yeah. sexual prowess. Oh yeah, I mean that trailer park trash she was. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be making fun of the trailer park now. Hey, some are hot, but man, eh. hey man, I look at her now and go, "Whoof, what happened?" I was an upscale trailer park. We had a double wide. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we were the envy of the trailer park. I think, I guess you were. Not really a trailer park. We were on the mountain, but we still had that double wide. Oh, did you? Yes, we did. Jeez. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I'm watching this documentary, and in the documentary, they talk about how the media was beginning to change in the, and this is back in my time frame. I know you're a little bit older, and so the Vietnam War, I got that. Media had yeah. changed by the time I was born. But yeah. what I first saw it was that they made this comment that, you know, people like, Connie Chung, who were trusted names, supposedly, were literally filmed on their knees begging Tanya Harding for an exclusive. So here's a woman who's like way up, way up on on high in the media mountain on her knees begging for Tanya Harding to get an exclusive. Yeah. We're talking tabloid journalism. Yeah. But it's changed. But but people, they're, they're so hooked on it now. Yeah. Now they'll watch Fox News just or CNN just to find out what Kim Kardashian's doing. Oh Forget what Russia's doing in Ukraine I, or anything I else. I made the comment the other night on Wednesdays with Jim. Mm-hmm. I was going through all the news sources, going through, you know, checking on my research and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the Fox News webpage. And there was an actual storyline that was, that was given Cardi B's Opinion on what's going on in Ukraine. Who cares about Cardi B? I mean, I mentioned it on Wednesdays <laughs> with Jim, and half yeah. the people are like, who? Who, yeah. But once you really realize that she's one of those, you know, surgically perfect little processed um, hip-hop queens mm-hmm. that has zero talent, who is a processed uh, um, piece of meat by the music industry, she's a, she's... Who gives a crap what she thinks? Well, I bet Joe sniffed her hair. I bet he would if he get close enough. That's right. You know, I, but I, I just, why is this a news story on a conservative, new, supposed conservative news source? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do you one better. Fox News lets on Bruce Jenner. Uh, why do we care what Bruce Jenner has to say? That Jenner thing. Okay, just because Jenner allegedly tried to run for governor, even though he had it, it had no chance of winning. That's still a he. Okay. The point is that these people, they don't bring anything to the table that's worthwhile. No. Look at like LeBron James. Uh, Do I have to? No, don't. You don't have to. But they have, they have absolutely no clue what they're talking about. Oh my God. Kyle Rittenhouse. Have you seen what he's doing? He's going to, he's going to sue LeBron. He has created a defamation. Yeah. He's the the woman from the View. Yep. He's going after all of them because they trashed him. Oh my God! Well, look at Nick Sandman. Yeah, you know went after CNN, MSNBC. I don't know why he stopped. He should have kept on going. Like I would love to know what his settlement was. Speaking of trash yeah. media, oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. you know they that old boy. He'll never have to work another day in well, his neither life. Neither one of these guys ever have to work again. No, not one. A Rittenhouse. Even Sam Sandman was that was big, yeah. But Rittenhouse is bigger. Yeah, he's he's going to set the standard. He's going to set the goal. Oh yeah, the, 
the the cap. My, my prediction is that when he gets all done with all of his defamation lawsuits and actually gets the money in his account, yeah, he'll probably be a billionaire. Uh, wouldn't he, surprise he's me. going after big, deep pockets, sure. and and hopefully his attorneys are taking them for everything they can possibly get and then some. That's right. You know, you know? sue CNN for a billion dollars, sue LeBron yeah. for five hundred million. See what you get. Yeah, because they're all guilty of defamation. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I mean, they couldn't wait to jump on that bandwagon fast enough, and it was like a disease that went through. Yeah. You know, went through Hollywood. I mean, it's, it's one thing to voice your opinion. We all have our, I mean, we're voicing our opinion on this, right? Sure. But it's another thing to start passing things off as fact when you have absolutely no clue what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, we don't get in here and talk about hairstyling. We don't get on here and Well, there's a reason it. for that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any hair. Bald and, is beautiful, baby. And I, I want to look like Boris Johnson, but you know, I can't get that messed up hair and Mine doesn't get tussled like his does. And you're not blonde enough. Yeah. You need a little bit of that Boris, you know, <laughs> yeah. you need a little Boris in you. No. Um, you no know, I, I, we, we get in here and they're, they're, listen, everybody has those things that they, they study, they listen to, they, mm-hmm. they research. And just so happens our mutual friendship brought us together because of our second amendment, you know, mm-hmm. beliefs, yep. our belief in our country and our constitution, um, our belief in our position on the world stage, you know, I'm trying to educate you on some different types of music, whether you like it or job. not, you know, give me stuff job. you like, you still listen to the great boy all-stars. I did. I listened to the whole album. Wow. And those guys are great. They were fantastic. You got to listen to some Martin Medeski and wood okay. next. That's the next on your, okay. um, your assignment. All right. All right. Um, you know, which is, you know, I know you like with some more of the mellow stuff and to get you into yeah. some jazz and some really cool funk, you know, okay. not necessarily 70s funk, but groove. Not funk. like Parliament, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, yeah. So, um, you know, so, you know, we, we delve a little bit in things that, you know, are our outside interests. But when we get on this mic and when we get in here and when we get on Wednesdays, you know, we, we focus on the things that we know about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some people may think us jesters. Some people may think us interesting. I really don't care because these are my thoughts, my, you know, my beliefs and you can like it or you don't. I really don't care Mm -hmm. if you want to be my biggest critic, you know, if you want to be my friend and by golly, we'll be friends for life. If you agree with what we say and amen. You know, if you disagree, then we can have a conversation. But if you're being a critic just for the sake of being a critic, you know, I'm going to hurt your feelings because I really don't give a crap what you think about me. I have no place for that. None, none. I make no space for you whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You know, so most, most of these news organizations, I really don't have space for them. And honestly, what I, what, what I look at when I go to all, you know, whether it's a podcast, it's an internet show, it's a, a major news agency, um, you know, I look for threads of truth mm-hmm. because I know I'm not going to get the whole truth anymore. Right. And, and I tell people, and we talked about this on the Wednesday show. I had a friend one time, and he's still my friend. Um, and I don't want to misrepresent that. Um, we were at a, a, a mutual event. Um, and I'm kind of standing off to the side. I got my phone out. I got Al Jazeera pulled up on my phone, checking the news. Mm-hmm. And he walked up beside of me and leaned up against the wall where I was at. And he looked over and saw what I had open on my phone. And he goes, why are you looking at the terrorist network? Well, a lot of times they're going to tell the truth about America when America won't tell the truth about itself. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you don't believe every word, but you definitely use your life and your wisdom and your experiences to read between the lines. So when you come in here and I've got Fox News and Russian News and Japanese News and, and, and Middle Eastern News in there, I'm not sitting there believing every one of them word for word because there's a lot of those just want to bitch about everything critics on there sure. who look for that sensationalism, mm-hmm. that Cardi B, that's Kim Kardashian, and jump on that and take advantage. But if you take a little bit from each story, just like I said today about the protesters in Moscow, mm-hmm. yep. when you watch Russia Today, the story they give, and just so happens at the same exact time Fox News is talking about it without video, without pictures, and they're just sensationalizing the crap out of the whole six people that were there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be able to look at it and form your own opinion, you know, and I think that's what we do. And I think that's, you know, but we do it in the areas of where we know more. I won't say we know more than anybody else, but we know more about in our own lives. Well, it's a fact we do know more than everybody else. <laughs> Listenership just went through the basement. Thank you a lot there, Dwight. <laughs> no problem. Everybody just went click. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. Report these guys. No, you're right. I mean, I, you know, I, like today I was watching Fox News on TV because that's what my cable subscription has. But I yeah. had Newsmax up on my Mac, on my MacBook. Yeah. And I'm kind of drifting, drifting between the two. You know, yep. one saying one thing, one saying something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I trust Newsmax more than I trust Fox News. But like you, I'm trying to get a little bit more of a rounded view oh, yeah. of what's happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for I domestic stuff, I yeah. get up in the morning. I've got DirecTV. So, you know, Ooh. on DirecTV, what? DirecTV, good for you. You got satellite uh, coming I'm- to your house. <laughs> Yeah, I get no TV when it rains, okay? <laughs> but I'll get up in the morning, and you know, with the direct TV receivers, you can watch two channels at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, well, like, not... Like picture in picture? No, not picture in picture. You can flip from one to the other and not lose your place. Not, oh, okay. It yeah. still plays continuous. And sometimes in the mornings, I'll get up and I'll put MSNBC on one side of the receiver and Fox on the other. Mm-hmm. And listen to what they're talking about. Okay. And it's so funny to listen to the drastic differences in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're talking about the same subject. You get in both opinions, the liberal, the far left liberal and the somewhat right conservative, you know, and you sit back and you listen to what they say. And some of the pieces of the puzzle are the same. So, you know, that part's true. Right. But everything else is just opinion or speculation. Mm hmm. You know, so then you kind of go, then you take those pieces and you kind of put them together and go, eh, this is plausible. This is bull crap, you know? And if you just take the time to pay attention, you can pick the story, a lot of the truth out of the story. Sure. You know, and that's the same way with, you know, Russia Today or Nico or any of the other news news agencies or Al Jazeera out of, uh, that are options, that are options to the American public. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really want to know what's going on, then really, that's really about the only way to do it anymore. Sure. Or, you know, social media. Or buy a plane ticket, fly into, <laughs> I don't know, uh, somewhere near Ukraine, yeah. get a car, go across the border. Ride an, ox, see it for ride an ox cart into Kiev. Exactly. <laughs> You see the and, picture. Uh, listen, go ahead. You uh, see the picture today of all the, the the cars leaving Kiev. Oh yeah, and there's and like, like four coming into like, Kiev. That's got to be the 82nd Airborne. <laughs> They're all going in. I saw one guy <laughs> on a motorcycle. Man, he was just dogging it, lane to lane to lane. You know, like he didn't have a care in the world. No, and that's one thing that I, I just got. I got to make one point really quick. Okay. 
The capital of Ukraine is Kiev. Kiev. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about before about all these local affiliates who get their direct news source from, at the time it was Jeff Zucker. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know who they shifted it to now because we're still new in Jeff Zucker. I think there's a lady the, now running The post-Zucker it. regime. Mm-hmm. All right. But they put out the press releases that ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox affiliates, all of them read Mm -hmm. to the public. Right. You know, you go to YouTube and you can see where people take all these different affiliates and put them together on a multiple screen and it's verbatim, word for word. And that used to come from Zucker. So whoever the powers on be, the puppet masters have deemed worthy Mm -hmm. that is now writing the copy for all these people, every one of them. All these young kids who are now, and you can tell the difference between the old correspondents mm-hmm. and the young kids. Where we live, our TV is a smaller market. They get all those kids who just graduated, mm-hmm. and they keep calling it Kiv. Kiv. Yeah. Kiv. Or Kiev. The capital, Kiv. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know how to pronounce the freaking name of the capital of Ukraine. That's right. Kiev. So if you're listening to us, Kiev. Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to get us canceled now. Why is that? Because we're, we're obviously wrong. <laughs> Just knowing how to pronounce it makes us sympathizers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Th- thanks, Jim. <laughs> Gee, I, I got rid of our subscribers, and you are getting us canceled now <laughs> off Spotify. Well, if you're going to do it, if you're going through hell, go all the way through hell. Go big or go That's home. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. What's the time look like? We got to go. We got to go. That's right. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go home. Are you going home? I'm gonna go home. Hey, listen, man. You know, we do we do this as schedule allows. That's right. I have worked a full more than eight hour day. I have taught a Virginia concealed carry class of five hours. I'm in the studio recording the Liberty Room, and in just a few short hours, guess what I get to do? Go work again. Go back and do it all again. Why? Because I'm a red-blooded capitalist American. By God. And the war effort needs your help. (laughs) (laughs) The people of the Shenandoah of Virginia need guns and ammunition, and I'm their guy. Oh, you are. (laughs) You are my gun guy. I love coming to the store and buying things and guns and ammo and flashlights. My my buddy likes that flashlight. Oh, does he? Good. Oh, he loved it. Good. Good. It actually shines through his leather. He's a leather uh, bag he carries, and it's really thick leather. Yeah. And he, the light was on one day and it sh- was shining through and like lighting up the bottom of the bag. I'm telling you, those things, so. are, they're, they're badass. They, they work. They're cool. I like them. Yeah. yeah. I got mine right here in my bag. Yeah. It's so weird, man. You know, women, you know, the, the, the stereotype is women go for purses and shoes. Guys go for flashlights and guns Yeah, and cars from time to time. Trucks. Yeah. Trucks too. Yeah. No, I'm telling you what you want a feeling. You want a big, massive dose of toxic masculinity. Step into your local gun store. Mm. By God. <laughs> I'm telling you. God bless Ted Nugent. I, what did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say it again. <laughs> Uncle Ted. We love Uncle Ted. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for tuning in with us this week on the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Don't forget a new podcast episode downloads every Friday around noon. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go to thelibertyroom.com and share that website with all your friends because with that website, you can link to all your favorite podcast providers and spread the word of the Liberty Room all the way to the Ukraine. 
That's right. Let them know the Liberty Room loves everybody. We even want Putin as a as a subscriber. Maybe we'll teach him a thing or two. Maybe he needs a little enlightenment. Maybe he needs a yeah. little therapy in his life. Yeah. A good old hot dose of red, white, and blue America up your ass, Putin. Wow. You like yes, that? Man. <laughs> I got the warm fuzzies now. Let's do this. Come on, Vlad. Yeah, come on in. Don't forget Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, The Jim Wood. Hey, that's me. That is you. That is me. Wednesdays with Jim. Where it's a conversation. We got people from around the world. Thousands and thousands of people tune in, and we sit around and we have a conversation. You can comment. We talk back and forth. We have created a community that you need to be a part of. That's right. Do everything you can to join us. So thejimwood.com is the link that you share with all your friends to get them to the Wednesdays with Wednesdays with Jim show, Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live. So Fridays, you can hear us on the Liberty Room. But on Wednesday, you can come see me on Wednesdays with Jim. Everybody, have a blessed week.